0: Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is Pavan Argawal, the CEO of SunWest Mortgage Company, End of Selligence, and he's a 2023 HW Finance Leader. We're going to talk about what AI can do right now that's making realtors and loan officers more efficient and, dare I say, happier, and giving them opportunities they really need in this kind of market.
1: We may have just gotten back from Gathering of Eagles, but we're not done with events for 2023 yet. This October, we're headed right back to Austin, Texas for Housing Wire Annual, and we want to see you there. We've got a power-packed agenda with content such as our Women of Influence speakers, peak performer playbooks, CEO playbooks, and more to propel your company forward, as well as a bunch of networking events. Because this event is open to real estate executives, mortgage title, and everyone in between, you really have the opportunity to network with people from all across the housing ecosystem. If you want to learn more about the event, or if you're already ready to get registered, head over to housingwire.com on the events tab and you can learn all about it. Not to mention, if you're an HW Plus member, you're going to get 50% off your ticket. So get registered for HW Plus and get registered for the event so we can see you out in Austin.
0: Pavan, welcome to the podcast.
2: It's good to be here, Sarah.
0: Great to have you on. We have so many interesting topics today. Of course, I want to start out with AI. I mean, that's going to be central to our conversation because it's kind of central to who you are, what you're doing. And I would love to learn more about that. So bring me back to why do you think AI is having a moment right now? Is it just the fact of what is, you know, what we're able to do right now or is there something larger?
2: See, the first AI algorithms came out like in the 50s. And back then it was called pattern recognition. Uh, So where we are today, you know, the funny thing is, it's like we have another industry that kickstarted this industry. So, So people don't realize it, but the crypto industry is actually the precursor to AI. Because all the crypto mining drove so much money into CPUs and GPUs and creating these big data centers that did these fast calculations. And that's what was needed. That infrastructure was needed for modern AI today. So it's basically, you know, we were busy printing money using crypto. And the side effect was something even greater, right? I I think at its peak, the uh, cryptoverse had a market cap of something like $2 trillion or $3 trillion. And there's talking about AI having a, you know, 10 or $20 trillion impact to, to the, uh, to the economy, uh, over the next, you know, 10 years. So it's, it's funny how technology works. One thing, one separate investment led to a whole explosion in another side. So the, the real innovation has actually been in hardware and not so much in software. The algorithms and the the basic technologies have always existed, or not always, but have existed for a long time.
0: Super interesting that you're talking about the fact that some of this goes back to the 1950s, and we know this about technology, right? What when it becomes uh, more something that people, a, a large number of people, can use is like, oh, this. But even the term AI in mortgage, it depends on how you um, want to define that. How long that's been around in the mortgage lending servicing space? Tell us a little bit about the history there.
2: Well, I mean, you could argue that when DU and LP came out in the 90s, that was AI, right? Uh, so, I mean, AI is basically anything that makes intelligence, intelligent decisions. So it could be rules-based or it could be neural net-based. And if you think about the way your own brain works, uh, your your own brain makes a combination of rules and neural net, right? Like multiplication table, you we memorize those as we when we're children. And that's a rule. But then we learn also the pattern of how to multiply large numbers together. So uh, a a real AI system is a combination of the two. Um, And IBM said the same thing when they created Watson and they beat the grandmaster chess. Uh, You know, it was a combination of rules and neural net. So there's, and and as in any technology, uh, that's the one thing about computing that's been consistent is there's no silver bullet uh, engineering is always a trade off there's always a a uh, a compromise So there's no such thing as one technology as the as the ultimate panacea for everything.
0: You know, you're bringing together two very different kinds of things um, with your engineering background and the fact that you uh, joined the family business, was working in the family business from a lending servicing side. So why did you why did you choose to go into engineering? Like, what was did you know you were did you think you were going to do part of the family business and lending, or were you thinking a different path?
2: Well, I I was just following my heart. Uh, you know, the, the lending business, the real estate business, I grew up in it. I mean, since I was a little kid, uh, doing door knocking with my mom, on listing and farming her neighborhood to cleaning houses to, you know, whatever it took to keep the mortgage company, uh, running, uh, I've done payment collections. I've been a loan officer. So, you know, my advice to anybody that any entrepreneur that's out there is do what you have to do. Right. But because uh, you have responsibilities, you got to complete your responsibilities. But at the same time, don't forget what, where your heart is leading you and don't give up on your visions.
0: I love that. So, engineering was your heart. So, how has that played a part in what you've brought to the family business, to Sunwest?
2: Well, you know, I, I started delivering innovative solutions from a very young age. Um, so, one of the first things we did. Was a little mortgage company with thinly capitalized, trying to compete in a eighteen percent interest rate environment. How do you do that? Okay, so <laughs> I I actually remember those days. I'm old enough to remember that. Uh, so how we did it was we wrote, you know, I wrote some software that generated a truth and lending in thirty minutes, as opposed to taking. Uh, three hours back in the day. And it, you did the calculations back then. You had you know, all the loan officers that are listening and complaining about seven, 8% or 6% interest rates today. Right. It, we had to sell 18% back then with a, that had a starting rate of 12% and negatively amortized, you know, 6% negative amortization. The payment went up every year. That's the only way people got into houses back, you know, in the early eighties. Right. And, and you can imagine how complex that truth in lending is um, and the closing docs for that. So we, we, you know, I wrote the software to generate all that and that gave us a a clear advantage over our competition. Um, and that's how we recruited loan officers. And then, and then it was the same story over and over again. And then we did title one loans uh, and through the eighties uh, second half before the California real estate crashed. And uh, after that, the money store, you know, we got out of Title One business because we saw direction California real estate headed, and the Money Store got in deep, and then we know what happened with First Union and all that um, that that blew up. So, uh, and and then from Title Ones, and we then we refocused our tech into into two or three Ks, and we became the largest two or three K originator uh, nationally in in the nineties. Uh, then we refocused into reverse mortgages. Um, and became one of the largest reverse mortgage originators and the first company to create the Jenny Mae HMBS. I'm not sure if you're if the audience or you're familiar with that. That's the reverse mortgage securitization platform. So we worked directly with Jenny May to establish that securitization platform and the rules and the formulas for that. <clears throat> so we delivered that technology and that technology then got used by uh, some of the largest banks in the country. Uh, even today they're they're still using it so our our reverse mortgage technology is is touching you know eighty percent of the of the loans out there
0: when you so i know that you um you know took over your family company in two thousand eight is that correct that's the right time frame uh
2: yeah i officially took the reins yeah i, I officially took the reins after the, the the credit
0: crisis so from my perspective i got in uh i started covering the industry in 2013. And so, you know, I missed, it, missed 2008, but what I saw was all of the um, regulations and, you know, the Dodd-Frank things, that was a jump start to all the technology because there was no way that you could be compliant unless you had some of these, you know, it was forcing the hands of lenders to be like, yeah, this has been around for a while, but now you have to invest in it because there's no other way you're going to be compliant. Did, was that the, is that what you saw? How did that work out at SunWest?
2: When at the peak of the crisis, when Bear Stearns went down, Okay, uh, we had a very large line with Deutsche Bank, and they margin called us for several times our net worth. <laughs> okay, uh, and we worked our way through it by being very smart about trading our, our loans, and we got through it. We we took some bumps, we took some losses, but we got through it. Okay, the the you know the, the real difference was we had liquidity, we had warehouse capacity, and we also controlled all of our own technology at, at that point. And we had, we, so we had basically a, a hard blunt playing field. Uh, and, you know, yes, the regulations came in. Yes, it made it more difficult for a lot of lenders. Uh, but I think it really gets, the credit goes to the fact that When you have all the tools and you control your own destiny, it doesn't matter what the regulators do. It doesn't matter what happens around you. You'll find a way to get through it.
0: Really good insight there. I think that's interesting. Um, so, you know, when we think about AI, one of the first things that people think of is like, it takes the place of people, right? I mean, if you're if, if you're in any industry and you're like, oh, the you know, the rise of the robots or whatever, but you really see that differently. And in fact, you talk about empathetic AI and you talk about the role of people still in your company. So tell me how, you know, on a fundamental level, you think about AI and people.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of pop culture science fiction out there. You know, everyone's seen the 2001 space odyssey of rogue AIs. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you understand the, understand how it works, it's just, again, nothing more than a fancy calculator. It's just a computer program. Right? And it's making mathematical calculations really, really fast. So it's still following an algorithm. It, it cannot replace humans. Uh, it can it can simulate decisions that sound like humans that look like humans, but it just cannot it cannot be creative. Okay, so the best example I give is is the is the logo for Angel AI. If you go into um, you know ChatGPT or any AI system and say design a logo for an AI company, okay, it's not going to come up with that logo. Right, that takes a human being to come that, come up with that. I mean, now given that our original content is made publicly available and, um, and these engines have, have absorbed it. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if now I came up with the ballerina as a, as a logo. Uh, but see, so if you want to do something original, if you want to add value, if you want to connect with people, and that's what loan originators do on every single day basis, right? That's their number one job is connecting and establishing relationships. relationship to do that. You have to be original and creative. Okay. So the tools like ChatGPT and other and, and Angel AI, and these tools can help you cut through the day-to-day grind, the the details, but the creativity, the, init- the initiative, the communication still has to come from you. Just what we're doing right now, you and I, face to face, right? That that interaction, that delivery of the message, right? That's not an AI that can do that. There's a certain report building that's happening right now. It's happening with me and you. It's happening with me and the audience and you and the audience. That cannot be replaced by AI, And that's what every loan originator has to remember is take the time to to go out there. And if it means getting in the car and driving for an hour to, to, to visit a borrower at closing, okay, do it because that's how you can... You can get that referral and, and cement a relationship with the closing agent, cement a relationship with the listing agent, and get another referral. It's because the AI is not going to get in the car and drive to the closing for you.
0: I love that insight. I think that's really... We're such a people business, and especially at the loan officer level, such a people business. Um, I think that's really interesting. So Celligence, your your company Celligence, launched um, Angel AI, I think, a, a Originally, it was called Morgan, and you guys rebranded it. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to rebrand.
2: Yeah, actually, this is the second time we rebrand. When we first um, rolled it out, uh, we didn't have a name for the product. We just called it Virtual Assist. And it was an internal tool that we used inside SunWest. Uh, And after several years of it running and our loan officers just absolutely loving it. And it's had a warranty that we've had with it which is what we we did was we said if the ai gave you an answer and it's wrong okay we're going to put our money where our mouth is and we're going to fund that loan anyways so i'm not talking about returning giving a 500 closing cost credit or something no i'm talking about we're going to fund that loan anyways so that's how it started off, and then when we in October twenty one, we announced it broadly to the industry, uh, and then we at that point we we branded it Morgan because it's Mortgage Magician. Okay, that's how we came with Morgan, and it was really designed for just the mortgage industry at that time. That was the scope that we had in mind. Uh, since then, and since the Super Bowl uh, uh, ad this year it's expanded way beyond that. And it's, and it's expanded to, uh, right now realtors just absolutely love it because it's, it's generating leads for them. You know, they go in, they drop in some information about the client and then it does all the follow up. Uh, it creates websites and so forth. So now it's a personal assistant for realtors and, and realtors, as you know, the last thing they want to think about is mortgages, right? Right. The, the, the loan officer is is the last thing on the realtor's mind and the la- and so we don't need a name that reminds them of mortgages because this is this is a personal assistant for their real needs today okay. and some of the things that are coming out in the next 60 90 days in Angel AI is stuff that every consumer is going to want to use it for. So for example, uh, in, in the next 60 days we're going to have free credit repair. Capabilities, so the kind of stuff where consumers pay, you know, upwards of two hundred dollars a trade line for a third-party credit repair company, they'll be able to just go to Angel AI and says, you know, I've got this Discover card or whatever, you know, this this furniture bill, um, it's not really late. Can you take care of it? Okay, and and credit repair is ideal for AI because so much of it is just consistency and follow-up and you got to send the right letters out at the right time and so forth right and once you train the ai with the right rules it's all automatic and we're going to save hundreds of dollars for consumers and lift their credit and when you lift consumers credit up then you create new home buyers you create new new credit access points
0: when you, and you create a loyal customer who feels like, um, you know, they trust you and, you know, you you helped them get, achieve their dreams. So why wouldn't they also trust you with like, you know, the other parts of that?
2: Exactly. And the, the goal of the, the technology is to keep the consumer engaged in the technology at all times, right? That's the goal for any, any Google, Facebook, whatever. It's always is the goal for every tech company. And our approach to that is to provide these high value services because coming from financial services background, we know how to do it. It's easy for us. It's hard for Google to do, but it's easy for us because we understand credit. We understand, you know, financial transactions. We understand the intricacies of banking. Uh, so along with things like credit repair, it's, we have full support. We're planning on rolling out full support for blockchain and and blockchain based trading uh, and blockchain based transactions. Uh, we actually demoed it uh, over a year ago in Vegas, uh, and that that demo is on our, our YouTube channel, which actually walks through an entire real estate transaction done on the blockchain and how quickly you can close. Um, so you can you'll be able to transfer funds right al- along with now with the Fed announcing um, central bank digital currency right. So having Blockchain technology built into angel AI with it's a very intuitive AI based wallet makes that whole process instantaneous and a nice, easy on wrap to CBDC.
0: Wow. You know, in, an, in a time when mortgage companies, lenders are looking for affiliated businesses or other lines of, you know, money coming in, revenue coming in. Seems like this is a a a pretty great one, but you had you know you started years ago. This isn't something that you just were like, oh, you know, in the last eighteen months, the market's turning. We better do something.
2: You know, the investment in technology that we've done over the years is tremendous. And for anyone who's listening, who's thinking about technology and building, you know, a system, my advice would be to if you design something that is okay, if you design something with a good solid foundation and and a and a good architecture based, founded in science, not on trends. There's a lot of stuff out there that's just based on trends. And But if you design something based on science, not on trends, you will have built yourself a foundation that will last decades. And that's a lot of what is behind Angel AI are components that we built 10, 15, 20 years ago. Okay. So an example of a trend, right, is Visual Basic. That was a big trend 20 years ago and so much software was written in visual, visual basic, but where's it now? It's dead. Right. Cause that's not founded in good science. It was convenient. Right. And, and the people who built on that had to throw it away and they're building whole new software. Whereas the stuff we built, we're just able to keep adding on to it because it's, it's the science to sound
0: That's so interesting. I I have a question about how angel AI started to be, you know, so here you are, you know, you've got the um, tech part and you're very focused on mortgages. So at what point was it a top-down decision by you guys to say, you know, we're going to reach out, we're going to develop something for real estate agents, or was it more them uh, finding you guys and starting to use that?
2: You know, for every tech company, the goal is to maximize its client base. So our core expertise obviously is in mortgages. And when I looked at it and I said, if we can automate the most complex and highly regulated process in the universe, right. You know, more, There's more regulations regulating mortgages for a bank to give a mortgage is more regulations than, than there are for a bank to take your money as a deposit. Okay. So that puts it in perspective, how difficult that this industry is. So i I, so the way I saw it is if I could do this and create a personal assistant for loan officers that makes their life a snap, then why not why not change this or, or add capabilities to it so that everyone can use it can use it. You as, as a as a as an editor or someone else as a baker, right? Or you know so, someone else running a gas station, right? Why not? That they can use the same capabilities. You know, everyone needs, you know, documents processed. Everyone needs websites created for, and everyone needs their customers followed up on. And that's what Angel AI does. It is it, doing that today for realtors. I mean, we. I had a, a podcast yesterday that that I did with uh, with one of our Angel AI clients. Uh, it's a big real estate broker in in Austin. Okay, and we met two weeks earlier at an at an event in Austin, and that event was driven by Angel AI. So another broker who was an Angel AI customer went into Angel AI, gave it a list of of agents that she wanted at the event. Okay, and Angel AI took over, created the landing page, sent out e-blasts, uh, you know, sent me a lot of postcards and everything for basically all for free because it just, just a computer software just ran and helped her fill up that room. Right. So that, so that angel AI connected, created, helped organize the event. This is all stuff that she as a professional would otherwise have to hire somebody to do an assistant or something else to do it. And would have to spend so much time thinking about managing the process you drop in the AI. AI has already been trained on how to put, organize an event together, and it just did it.
0: As someone who puts events together, that's, that's very impressive, right? I understand what that looks like. Yeah.
2: And, and every business needs the same thing. Right? What business doesn't need that? Right? And, and forget business. What On a personal basis, you, know, you, you have a birthday party for your kid. Right? Now, how much time do you spend in administrative work? That you could, uh, if if 99% of, of us were as wealthy as the top 1%, then we could all afford personal assistance. Right? So that if, so if you had a personal assistant, say, hey, my kids having a birthday party, go take care of it. You can't do that. You have to do all that stuff yourself, right? Create invitations and, and reach out and call them and, and make sure people show up and send out text messages and so forth, right? But now, you will have that personal assistant. You will have an AI to say, hey, my kid's having a birthday party. Take care of it. And and everything will be done like top flight.
0: I think that's the difference this year, 2023, is that AI came into the realm where individuals could understand it and use it and it was available to them. It's not just like, you know, maybe they work for a company that has been, you know, leveraging AI in different ways that they don't even know about, Right. But this year it's like it's come front and center like this is how it can help me. This is how it it's very personal and I think to me that's that's what really has fueled it this year and and you made a comment before we got on before we started recording about how you felt like the AI revolution was going to be bigger in the end, more disruptive than the technolo- uh, than the industrial revolution. So tell me a little bit about that. why is that why do you think that?
2: Yeah, so Harvard did a study. And it said that the average person spends forty one percent of his time doing things that a personal assistant could do. So if you stop and think about it, right out of a out of an eight hour day, three and a half hours right are being spent doing something that a personal assistant could have done for you. right so that's why, wealthy people get more wealthy because they can hire assistants to do the mundane work so that they can focus on doing stuff that makes them more money. Okay. So if we can remove that mundane work off the hands of the rest of us, the 99%, and now you could use that extra time, extra three, four hours a day, you can use to focus on your kid's education to focus on that, you know, starting that business that you always wanted to, but you couldn't because you didn't have the, couldn't find the free time, right? to focus on going to the gym, which I need to do more of. Right? So that's what the, the revolution would be, is that it's putting, like you said, it's putting AI into everyone's hand. That means it's giving freedom back to everyone. It's giving all this new time found. Another, another metaphor I like to use is the washing machine. Before the washing machine, you know, every family did laundry by hand, right? And hours and hours every week were spent, you know, washing clothes and hanging and drying them and folding them and all this stuff. Right. The washing machine cut that whole process down to two minutes. Right. So yes, some laundry services lost business and some jobs were lost, but net net, like a tidal wave of new jobs were created because you have all of these people that are freed to be creative, the highest and best use of humanity is to be creative.
0: I 100% agree. And uh, that is an exciting thing. You know, you mentioned blockchain earlier. And a lot of people, um, you know, blockchain was the buzzword, what, four or five years ago. And that's, I mean, every conference I went to, we had a bunch of, you know, content on it, people wanted to talk about it. And, you know, this last year, you talk about blockchain, people are like, what? No, that's, that's old. Like, in their mind, it's been relegated to like, it was a flash in the pan. It didn't change anything. We're done with that. But um, you seem to think differently.
2: No, it's it's kind of the feeling, you know. That's a, that's the advantage of being being as old as I am, and you've seen it all. <laughs> and that there was a lot of similar feeling after the dot com bust in in the late nineties, the early two thousands, and it seemed like, oh, you know, the internet that was a flash in the pan. You know, what was that all about, right? But and you step back here and you look at it now, it's like, I mean, you, we wouldn't be having this conversation today if not for the internet and the investment, the massive investments that happened, right? So the the massive investments that happened during the dot-com boom was in creation of broadband. Okay. That was just the side effect of that. And after the creation of broadband and, and to everybody's now, to everyone's phone, okay, the same thing, broadband, As I, I mean, uh, blockchain, as I said earlier, created this investment in, in GPUs and computing data centers, okay? Along with the fundamental technology of blockchain is immensely valuable, just like the fundamental technology of the internet, that what we're doing right now with web browsers is immensely valuable, and it opens up new industries and new ways of doing things that previously took a long time to do. Financial transactions right now, you write a check that takes, could take seven days to clear a check. So why, why should it take seven days? And it's still, and it's insecure. If you've seen the movie Catch Me If You Can, you know how insecure the check is. <laughs> right. So it's the same thing. If, if you could do, if I could move a million dollar from me to you, right, in, in a microsecond and it's airtight secure, it can't be intercepted. It can't be, Fledged, it, it can't be, you know, changed and it lives forever, right? And it's a, it's a single point of truth that we all can agree on, right? It's the one technology, right? It's the one technology that creates a single source of truth that the, all of humanity agrees on, right? It's a standard and that's the power of blockchain And and if anything, Right, even though you know, Bitcoin has gone from sixty thousand dollars to twenty thousand or whatever it is now. Right, the the point is that it's still worth a lot more. At twenty thousand dollars, still worth a lot more than than pennies. Right, we all heard the story about the guy who bought uh, a pizza for a hundred million bitcoins. Right, back in the day. All right, so the uh you know, it's still worth twenty thousand dollars, Bitcoin. Right. It's not nothing. Uh, It's it's still a multi-trillion dollar uh, market. And there's a reason for that. And because the technology is is incredibly valuable and and progress will continue indefinitely in this technology.
0: Really interesting. Okay, we're we're at the end of our time. But but last thing I want to ask you is what gives you. What are you most looking forward to when you think about technology and the real estate transaction, or even maybe broader than that? What what makes you excited? What do you? What can't you wait to see?
2: There's a lot of stuff. I, I, I could I could start going off into the ozone now, but but I'm going to bring it down. I'm going to make it more real and and more con- more relatable with this audience. I'm looking forward to. I think we are within twelve months or, or less where literally you have an instant financial transaction, something as complex as a mortgage. It boils down to Sarah, you, you want that house. Okay. You go into your crypto wallet and you initiate the transaction and you have the house and it's instantly done on the, on, on the, between AI doing all the analysis and connecting all the dots and the blockchain recording it, it could be it will be that fast and that seamless.:
0: Wow, and 12 months, huh? you think we're that close?:
2: Yes, we, we actually already have prototypes running, and that's what we what we demoed uh, last last year, I think it was last June. yeah so it's been a, it's been a little over a year. We actually walked through a, a, a demo of that prototype.
0: Wow. Well, Pavon, thank you so much for being on. I'm going to have you back on before 12 months. We're going to see where we are on this uh, timeline. Uh, But thanks so much for sharing your insight as someone who's coming from both the tech background and the lending background. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Seth. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. We'll see you back here on Monday for more news and insights.